What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. But I do recognize that other people have different perspectives. They grew up yeah. with a different background. They grew up with a different reality than I have. So it's my job to listen. My job to to respect other people's points of view. And I think we need to be doing more of that in this country. Good. Okay. So, so not no, not to not to bring it on down too much. I uh, I have a poop a poop story. Okay. Well, let's rebound back up to our <laughs> level of uh, Algonquinian roundtable conversation. That was an amazing word that you just used. It's episode 136 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is former professional water skier and just amazing athlete Marcus Brown. He's Jenny Labaz, a significant other. Uh, so excited to have Marcus on the show. Uh, then it is Humans Being Human, another moderately funny edition with Zeb and impressing girls with fire. Not pressing fire onto girls, impressing girls with fire. We make sure that we understand what we're talking about there. Um, and then we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip every week. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I mentioned, I don't think I had, I did mention this on the Alt Shift podcast. I'm, I co-host the Alt Shift podcast. Check it out on iTunes. Alt Shift Lift is available. Um, it's basically, just really quickly, um, it is all you need for Alt Shift Lift is like a bench and dumbbells. And it's, so it's, a, a, it's a workout program. Right. It's a program for, yeah, like a, a, a healthy human movement pattern, sustainable human movement pattern. Uh, that all you need is a bench and dumbbells. That's it. And uh, so it's really cool. It just came out. They've, they're selling like crazy. Um, hopefully, by the time of this recording uh, in one week from today, I will have the affiliate link up for the for the book so cool stuff um but i i I thought we i told the story on that podcast i don't think i did i don't think i have publicly told the cactus story but everyone knows that you have fallen into a cactus because you like you snapchatted didn't you you told me that like a picture of like the cactus needles in your eye or something i instagrammed a picture I so, can't keep up with your Pokemon Go style of like all the social media, so you take, I can't keep up with it. You take that back. I do not <laughs> Pokemon Go. We should, maybe we should talk about what that. Is. Golly, Pokemon Go. Um, so this is this is what happened, Rick. I crashed into a cactus. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, okay, so it, it's been raining here, and I have lamented on the show about I haven't been able to mountain bike as much because of the rain and the flooding has ruined all the bridges. Chris Brand- 
the show off yet. We're not just talking about mountain biking. Okay, continue. Yes. Um, <laughs> what? With You kind of cut out for a second. What did you say? Oh, I said Chris Brandon. Don't uh, just turn the show off. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountain biking talk. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. So, just, oh, so now, oh, he's never allowed to talk about marching band because that's what he, he likes to do. Let's tune into the Chris Brandon Marching Band podcast. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, the trails are all washed out. They're, it's like a different trail. There's dirt where there didn't used to be dirt, and there's not dirt where there was dirt, and there's like new dirt, and it's like there are trenches in the in the middle of the trail where the water has run off. Like it's just it's a different trail. So the second time I went out to ride since it's the trails have reopened after all of the flooding and everything. I went. I was going down this one section that I've gone down every time I've ever ridden out there. And I've never had any problems. Well, this particular time, there as as I came up over this kind of around this curve to go down this hill. Excuse me, burped, burp. What is the matter with? You? I always do that. I, I I was talking to Zeb before, like we recorded it for Humans Being Human, and I was like, because he listened to the Anna Vicino show, and and I was like. You know, it's just three guys talking. Don't there's no pressure or anything. It's like very casual. He was like, "Yeah, I know you burped." I was like, "Oh, okay, sorry." So sorry, I burped again. I didn't catch that. I guess. Yeah. So, um, so there's this one part. You come up, you go downhill, and there was this like huge trench in the middle, kind of this crooked trench down the middle of the trail. And I guess I went back the next day to try to figure out what happened. And this is, I guess, what happened as I'm coming up over this hill. I was trying to keep my tire out of that trench, and and I, w- I was, you know, kind of on this steep incline on the side of the trail. And I, I don't know what happened exactly, but I end up, I'm, I'm zooming down this hill. Imagine like running as fast as you can and just jumping, like, like sliding into a cactus, like on your left side, <laughs> like as hard as you can. Like, just like if you just saw a cactus, like if you, if you just <laughs> shut up. I'm just imagining you sliding and like not like the kind of cactus that we have in West Texas, which is like kind of like the little round cacti, like a bunch of those, like the big ones with the arms, like the Arizona, like the big giant one, and you're just hitting one, (laughs) like your legs going on either side of it, and just yeah, like right in your crotch. So the cactus we're talking about are like yeah, like the little like what? How would you call them? Like what would you like? What kind of like little round? Like the little things around. There's like yeah. a cluster of the like prickly a pears, bunch of round ones. and they have the yeah. ones with little like fruit on them. Well, there's like the spine, the big needle, and then around the base of the needle are these millions of little tiny microscopic needles yeah. around each one of the big you, needles. You look at it and you're like, okay, well, I could touch this as long as I don't grab the big giant needles. But there, there's a billion like hidden ones on there that are like those are the most problematic. Right. You can't even see them. Right. So the dust is settling, and I have crashed like crazy. I have a big old bruise on my leg from where I, how hard I fell. Like I fell really hard. So I'm like full speed jumping into this cactus. And I'm laying there, and I'm like assessing. I'm, I'm breathing hard, and there's adrenaline's pumping, and I'm, I'm sweating. And like, uh, you know, the dust is settling. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, my, my shorts are kind of half off. Uh, <laughs> So this is the sexiest story. About <laughs> <laughs> the wilderness. Yeah. There's okay. So like I'm assessing my injuries and I am it's not like my, my leg landed in a cactus. Like my ankle to my head is in this cactus patch. And <laughs> and as I'm laying in this cactus and I'm and I'm 
I start to kind of freak out a little bit because I my there there is no vision in my left eye. Okay, like I, I cannot see out of my left eye, and I and I'm laying and I'm still I just like laying there and I'm laying there thinking, I I I I just I've gouged my eye out. Like I don't know what happened. Like there's branches everywhere. There's mesquite trees everywhere. Like I, I've gouged my eye out. Like I, I, I and it really kind of freaked me out. Right. So I reach up and like I'm gonna I'm, what I think what I think I'm gonna touch like the my eye like you know like. That's you're gonna feel your hang, your eye hanging out, out of its socket. Right. That's what I like. Think I'm I'm reaching up to touch, and I feel like a, a cactus needle like in my eyelid. So there was a cactus needle that was stuck like down through my eyelid that was pinning my eyelid shut. If that makes sense, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like I mean inches, centimeters, millimeters away. From blinding me, right? The angle—if the angle of this cactus needle had been a little bit, you know, deeper, it would have gone just like into my eye because it was through my eyelid. And so, I, like, I feel the, the needle and I pull it out, and like my—I get a little bit of vision. It's still something. Still is not right. Like, there's still something that's affecting my vision. Well, it as long as, long as I know that my eye isn't hanging by the the ner- optical nerve, I I proceed to try to get out of the cactus. Imagine. That. Imagine trying to stand up and get out of the cactus that you're laying in. Like, I probably got more cactus needles in me getting out of the cactus than I did, like, falling into the cactus. So, I, I get out of the cactus, and, and my, yeah, my first, I'm all by myself. I'm bleeding everywhere. So, I get my, I get, take my backpack off, and I get my phone, and I'm going to use the phone, the camera as like a mirror to see like what the heck is happening with my eye. Oh, I would have never thought about yeah. that. So, I get my phone, and, and I'm, at this point, I'm still like really freaking out because I'm thinking I've, I've like really done something to my eye because I'm still seeing like double. And I, and I get the camera on, and I turn it you know, facing me, and, there's, and that's when I took the picture that I posted on Instagram. There was another needle sticking into my eyelid that was like, it was like affecting my vision. So I grabbed it and pulled it out in my, and then I was like, okay, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Well, then I'm looking down and I'm like, literally like there, there were from my ankle to my shoulder all the way up. There were needles in my helmet. Uh, so the big needles aren't the problem. Like you just said, like I just, you just pull those out like no big deal. It's the millions and millions of little tiny needles that were just covering my entire body. So, you know, I was like, okay, I'm all by myself. I'm not gonna like you know call for somebody to come get me. I, it's just cactus needles. I, you know, like, like worse things have happened to people. So like I got my bike. I had to walk like a half a mile back to my jeep. I get back to my jeep and like th- there's there was one sticking out of my right Achilles tendon that I hadn't felt. So I pull that out and his blood's like spurting out when I pulled that one out. I go to take like my bike shorts off and just leave like the tights underneath my bike shorts. And I go to take my bike shorts off, and I can't get them off because there's a cactus needle sticking through my bike shorts into my stomach, like into my waist. So like that, I hadn't even like noticed, you know. So I had to like pull that out and take my shorts off. It, it was, it was horrible. And so I got, I get home. My wife's taking a nap. It's a sunny afternoon. I went and got two sets of tweezers. I and like the girls. We're like in there playing in the playroom or something, like two daughters. And I walk in there, like, you know, they're just looking at me wide eyed, mouth agape. Like, here I am in my like bike tights. And I'm, I'm just, I'm dirty. I'm bloody. I'm just like, and, and I'm holding tweezers. And they look up at me. It's just like, 
I don't say anything, and I was like, y'all come here, like, come outside in the back porch. So I go lay down on my stomach on the back porch and, like, pull my shorts up, like, as far as I can. And for, like, 45 minutes, they both sat there. They thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever, like, sitting there, like, finding these little needles and, like, pulling them out of me with tweezers. And then I still had, like, some friends, like, I went, we went to their house to swim or something, and they, like, they spent another 30 minutes pulling these cactus needles out of my shoulder, my neck, uh, my back, like it was terrible. Have you ever? Do you have a cactus experience? No. Why? Because I stay away from them. <laughs> oh, this is the most Mark Rogers ever story. What did your wife do okay. like, when you told her when 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 she finds out what is what kind of face does she make? Okay, so because I imagine it's the the standard Jen Rogers like rolling her like yeah Mark. Well, so I took the girls over to our friends. Our plan was, like, I'm going to go ride my bike for a few minutes, and then I'm going to take the girls over, and then when Hunter wakes up, Jen is going to take get Hunter, and then we're, she's going to join us. So when Jen gets over to our friend's house with, uh, with our son, she walks up, and, like, here I am, like, sitting out on the back, with, and, like, the, the husband and the wife, our friends, are, like, sitting there, like, tweezing me, you know? And Jen was like, what happened? <laughs> So she, there's your and remember. Yeah. <laughs> tweezing me. <laughs> there's a husband and a wife tweezing. <laughs> so she had no idea. And so she was like, I mean, and I was really like, I, like it really scared me. Like the whole eye thing. Cause I, stupid idiot. I did not, was not wearing my sunglasses because it was so hot. I knew that within four minutes I was going to be sweating so much. It was going to be dripping onto my glasses. And then you can't see as well when you have like the sweat running down your glasses. But that is, so I didn't even think about having a cactus needle in my eye. So she, my wife's thought is like, you know, because I've been run over by a car. Now I've crashed like full speed into a cactus. She's like, can you like play cards or something? Like what? Like what's? The- I was about to say like you should come. Like you should play shuffleboard. Yeah. Or, uh, you could take up a new hobby of cleaning the house. Or poetry. You do that. Anything. Yeah. Like, so she's, she, <laughs> so I tell you, that was on a Sunday. So the next Monday, and I, I had sort of resolved to not go back out for a while. Like, cause it, it really had kind of scared me a little bit. You know, like I was like, man, that, that was really too close for comfort. I was going to ask you how long it's been since you went. Well, so that Monday afternoon, I came home for, to like, to see the kids and everything for lunch. I was going to eat lunch at the house. And I was like, you know what? I need to go out and face my fears. I'm just, and here we go. And I got my bike and I got all my stuff on and I went back out like the next day just to like, I didn't ride down that part. I walked down that part and that's when I, that's where I got all the pictures of like the flattened cactus uh, and like where I lay and like the, the skid mark, like, like, I don't know. It's like, I imagine like my, my tire like breaking as I'm like, like, like falling into the thing. Like there's like a, there's a very definite like mark like a trail of like my tire or something that's like going into the cactus. So, so I didn't ride that part, but I just, I got out and, and rode and, uh, and conquered, conquered my fear. Well, I hope you don't, uh, crash and impale yourself on a cactus again. Yeah, no, yeah, right. Well, then, Although okay. I hope you do because it's, I got a lot of enjoyment out of this. Well, and it was funny because like, I, I guess after it happened, I was texting in our, in our famous text thread and I said something like, oh no, it was my, cause it was my birthday, right? Was that, was that it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. It I was, think it was your birthday. It was my birthday. Oh no. No, 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 no. That, that was the first time I had ridden because 
that's when I was I, I I sort of I stepped into a cactus on that day. Like I had like one pine needle in my ankle. Like it wasn't a big deal. And I texted okay. the group like, "Hey, I, I got I got Rick's birthday wish of like stepping in a cactus." And then it started raining, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, Rick, thanks a lot. Like, you cursed me for rain. Now it's raining on my birthday. <laughs> Y'all are all making fun of me." Um, so I guess there's that's cactus talk. I mean, it's. It, there, there, it's no joke that cactus are 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 dangerous. They do not want you. You, to... you heard it here first, first humans. <laughs> cactus, when you fall into them. <laughs> oh, so that, they do not want you to touch. They do not want you to touch them. They are very good at at that. At and, what they do, yes. Yeah, they have they have mastered it. All right, well. Let's get to our interview with Marcus. We haven't talked to him yet, but I know uh, we talked about a lot of cool things. Time travel. I know we use some human words. When yeah, we talk to Marcus. We talk. We speak in English to Marcus. Uh, we know that as, as much. So go to the website simplylifestyle.com. There is a, a donate button on the show notes of this show and at simplylifestyle.com/store. There is also the updated information on the movement program which we talked about, uh, which is all there. Like us on Facebook, follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, at SimplyHuman52. Email the show at uh, SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com. If you have a Humans Being Human story that you'd like to share with us, you can uh, uh, share via email and we can set up a time to call you. Or you can leave us a, a voicemail at 530-42-HUMAN. That is 530-42-HUMAN. Were you going to say something, Rick? I was just going to say there have been several people that have sent me emails in the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, police yeah. related the thank you for your service type stuff. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys very, very much. Yeah. Uh, I, I sincerely appreciate it. I don't like to talk about it a lot, but uh, thank you uh, very much for the people who've kind of uh, uh, taken their time out of the day to reach out yeah. and, uh, and say something nice. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why I do what I do, but, you know, I don't need people to, to thank me, but it, it, it is very reassuring when you yeah. do. You know, sign, say kind words like that. So I really, everyone who is uh, reached tweeted, out, emailed, Facebook, whatever, uh, thank you very much. Yep, Sincerely, definitely. all of you. Yes, thank you. Um, and uh, oh, good grief! I was just about to say something. Dang it! Now I'm gonna have to go edit this. Hang on, what are we just talking about? Just talking about uh, getting emails from people. Oh yeah, yeah. We have like 398 reviews, Rick. Really? Yeah. On iTunes, I checked today. Did I, I put. Did you see the one I posted on the Facebook page? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I meant to take a screenshot of that one. Oh. To go, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, oh no, that one was that was from like July 9th. There was one. Oh, I guess it was a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, it said like I, I can't contain myself, just like diarrhea. Did you see yeah, that no, one? I haven't. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah. I'm never on like an actual computer. computer. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh. Let's get to our interview with Marcus, where we talk. In, yeah, we talk in English about a lot of cool things that Marcus has got going on. Here's Marcus. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, so happy and honored to have Marcus Brown. He is a professional water skier. He is a filmographer. He is an engineer. He is many things. He is also Jenny Labaz's worser half. I guess that's the right way to say that, right? <laughs> Welcome, that Marcus. Works. Yeah. So we, we talk about this on the last show as we were like, uh, you know, saying coming up next time, it's, and we talked about this standing in line to get food one night, uh, Marcus and I did, Rick. Uh, so it's Marcus and Mark and Jenny and Jen. So we're sort of like uh, soulmate couples, you know, except sometimes, you know, they're just like way better than us. 
based pure like uh, two houses together and then tear the fence out like they do in like yeah. the HBO show Big Love and just <laughs> That's awesome. Some... Yeah, I, I like how it's based purely on nomenclature. Right, right. For just starters. the names. That's this if your name is yeah. this then that's what it's going to be. So okay, so we already talked about how we're going to do this. So the first thing we're going to do, we're each going to guess two dates. And you're not like don't give us any hints, right? No you hints. Just like you just say yes or no, and we're gonna we're gonna see if we can do this. Okay, Rick, Perfect. you wanna go first? Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with August fourth. Are we guessing? You're guessing what date? The date I was born? Is yes. That, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's a no. Oh, I thought he was going to say Man, there was such a pause. I was like, I did it again. I know. <laughs> I hit the nail on the head one time, like five or six guests ago. Was Are you kidding me? Who, who's, <laughs> yeah. who, did you, who did you guess properly? Man, I don't remember. Oh, it was uh, Michelle Lane, I think. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Out, of thin, out of thin air? Yeah. Out of 365 yes. days? Yep. It was and amazing. Like, wow. it was so awesome that uh, like, it'll never be repeated. See, see Rick? Rick, like we we've been talking and talking, and now your the volume is fine. Like it's, I don't know, it just like self corrects or something. Okay, I'm gonna guess <clears throat> January fourteenth. Wow, you both, <gasps> both you guys are off. I mean that that's closer, but that's oh, he's, a no. He's giving us hints. Okay, Rick, so okay. use the hints. December seventeenth. All right, you just got colder. <sighs> That's a no. Okay, uh, I, I I got it. it's February eighth. I know I remember that now. <laughs> no, but you're getting but you're moving the right direction. <laughs> what is it? It's March fourteenth. Ah! Okay, I'm dead serious. I was just about to say yeah, right. March, 4th, but I was like, oh, uh, just I feel like uh, maybe December. He looks like a December guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was March fourth. So. He looks you like know. a December guy. <laughs> you know, you know what's interesting is it's it's. Uh, Albert Einstein's birthday exactly 100 years after he was born. So I'm 100 year. I'm exactly was born exactly 100 years after that guy. So Albert Einstein is 100 years older than you. I wonder who's who I'm 100 years younger than. Yeah, I'm gonna look a, that up. Exactly. Uh, man, there needs to be an app for that. <laughs> like all it all it is is an app and all it answers. It's yeah. not not any other dates. It's just 100 years. Like that's the yep. only thing. Yep. Hundred year app. Yeah, awesome. We just we just became millionaires. <laughs> it's Pi Day. It's Pi Day, by the way, too. Oh yeah, you know, that's 3. right. Yeah. Pi Day. Oh, see, yeah. that's good. That's that's easy yeah. to remember. Yeah. Um, I think easy. we guessed Jenny. What, what's Jenny's? Oh, it's March. Uh, March fourth. Uh, Close. March fifth. One off. Third. Yep. Third. March yeah, third. yeah. Because I got her yep. birthday present. Um, nice. Okay. So let's get into this. I have I have some some cool things we're going to talk about. But first, I want you to tell your story. Who is Marcus Brown? Like, why? How are you? Like, where you are now? Oh, I think I'm where I am now, mainly because of my folks. I mean, that's not no you know, no joking aside. They're they're like they're some of the most wonderful people I think I've ever met in my life. And they were teachers, educators coaches. And so I just had a great, I think, role model to, to look to in my mom and my dad. So they, they were teachers. So they had summers off. We would go to the lake for three months, basically in the summer. And before you knew it, I was like, I just enjoyed skiing. I enjoyed being on the water. And, um, so yeah, I've been skiing, water skiing professionally, which actually is a thing. I know a lot of people don't know (laughs) that there's competition based water skiing as opposed to just drinking based water <laughs> but, but there is such a thing and uh i got roped into it at an early age and uh, yeah i had idols I, it was on espn I, I one of my projects is a film project called flow point tv and so the most recent episode i just did 
on flowpointtv.com was about kind of the the history of our sport from a professional standpoint and uh we used to be on espn like every week in the summer and uh i was just starting to ski professionally in 1996 when that was just kind of starting to go on the decline we still had pro events we were still on outdoor life network as far as television syndication and uh and then it shortly after that started declining. Wakeboarding came online. They were part of our tour at first. Wakeboarding was, and um, and then they kind of took over. And uh, but yeah, we're, we still have a pro pro scene, and I'm still uh, part of it in all kinds of different ways. And that's kind of how I got to you know just I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm anybody. That's just how people got to know me. Right. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm just a normal dude like everybody else. Um, but. I enjoy, you know, being able to, to use kind of a certain platform I've been able to build to, to tell stories and to hopefully inspire people to, to be a better version of themselves. Yeah. You know, cool. I'm absolutely fascinated by the professional water skiing because, and I'm not uh, insulting your sport. I've never seen it. I've never heard that that was a thing, uh, until Mark told me about this. So that's how, awesome. How do you win? Like, is it like, uh, there's like all these boats and there's just like a race. It's like it's like a figure figure eight, like Catalina ski race, and boats are going back and no. No, it's it okay, so so there's three disciplines in traditional water skiing. There's there's slalom, which is what I do. It's one ski, traditional skiing, right? People what people think of when they think of water skiing. And the goal is there's a course, there's a slalom course. The boat goes straight. For us it goes thirty six miles an hour, which is pretty fast on water. Yeah, it is. And, uh, it's all GPS speed control, like, you know, cruise control based. And so the boat's always going 36 and we basically ski back and forth around a series of six markers or turn buoys. And once you complete that successfully, the boat stays the same speed. You stop in the water and you, you, you basically shorten the rope. So it's like high jump. Think about high jump, how the higher the bar is you know, the harder it gets. Well, for us, the shorter the, the, the rope right. gets, the harder it is to reach around these buoys, uh, on each side of the boat. So you can imagine the taller guys have it a little easier. I'm my buddy, Terry and I are probably the shortest guys on the, on the professional scene. And, uh, it doesn't make it easier, but that's, that's the original discipline. There's tricks, which is kind of the like the, Rick's uh, mom. Rick's mom is the champion of that uh, yes, discipline. Yes, uh, Marcus, my mother. My mother knows how to turn lots of tricks. Extraordinarily <laughs> efficient. Uh, what? What? In what medium are we talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mar- the medium Mark was talking about is that she uh, works on a brothel. <laughs> sex yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, de- I derailed this. Oh, uh, you. You guys. All right. So I, now I know where we're at. Yeah. I okay. Got, I, got, I got. I got my. I got my feet on the ground. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just over here trying to keep it clean. No, uh, don't mind well, me. Well, uh, you listened to the Kelly Starrett interview. You know I, how that one. I did. Yeah. I, my vocabulary improved yeah. tremendously. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic. I like K-Star. Kelly and, and Juliet, they're like part of our family. We get to hang out with them a couple times a year. And um, actually, so I'll get to it, but I, I've had a serious a, a series of injuries, but the most serious is my back injury about five years ago. And Kelly's worked with me on, you know, trying to mobilize and neutralize and, yep. and, you know, revitalize my back. And it's, it's 
without Kelly, I, I would probably still be crippled yeah. completely right now. Well, yeah, so. we're definitely going to get to your injuries, but okay, you were talking about uh, Rick's mom's so tr- tricks. So tricks, yeah, Rick's mom, she's efficient at tricks. That's, she that's usually the... does them on her back. <laughs> oh, gosh, okay, okay. Let's just let's get off of Rick's mom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. thanks for coming on, Marcus. <laughs> the, this the this has been great, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I don't know what you're going to say about my mom when I leave, but <laughs> she's not fair game. Right. <laughs> no, so yeah, trick skiing. Let's call it trick skiing. That way, there's no confusion. Not right. tricks. <laughs> trick skiing was like the original discipline before wakeboarding, and it's a short board that you do flips and spins on. And then jumping is long distance jumping, where my buddy Freddy Krueger—that's his real name. Oh actually. my gosh! He's gone three. He went 312 feet live on ABC last year. That's over for, 100 uh, yards, Rick. <clears throat> that's over 100 yards. And that yeah. seems like a lot of feet. Oh and, he, and he's like, he's 42, 43. He's, he's older. And there's no, um, like, in, in the, in like <clears throat> snow ski jumping, you, you like land on like a decline in not, it's, it's not, cheating. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's hard or not hard, but it's cheating. You land on like a slope. Yeah. Right? Cause in the water, there is no like downward slope. That's called a waterfall. No, I mean, yeah. it's called a waterfall and yeah. you're not supposed to chase those anyway. Right. So with Freddie. <laughs> With Freddie, he he's jumping 312 feet off of a six foot ramp, six foot tall ramp, and he's he's hitting the ramp at like 40 or sorry at like 70 plus miles an hour, and so he he went 312 feet. That's the farthest you know that I know of that anybody's ever jumped and land on a flat. He landed on flat water, and that's so on that, YouTube. I'm assuming <clears throat> that's on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. If you Google, I'm pretty. Or, yeah, Google MC Mastercraft Throwdown. I think it was just called the Mastercraft Throwdown. It was on ABC last year live and uh that's that's where freddy krueger did the world record jump so that's those are the three disciplines for water skiing competitive water skiing slalom trick skiing and jump skiing and together it makes a pretty freaking spectacular show and that's what i tried to show in my last flow point which was about you know the best skiers in the world and uh and then like i said wakeboarding kind of spun off of that which um without water skiing there would be no wakeboarding so it's kind of a cool little little piece of history a lot of people a lot of people didn't know that or think wakeboarding is rad and you don't even know about water skiing but um that's kind of the the short history yes so i think ski jumping is a good segue into your injuries because didn't you in fact fracture your femur ski jumping i did i fractured it into like eight pieces tell us about that yeah so I I just started. I was a good slalom skier. I was like 13. I just started jumping, which was kind of a little late to start learning how to jump because uh, you're hitting a five foot ramp at that age and you're going, you know, anywhere from 40 feet to 140 or 120 feet. And so I was just getting to where I was like jumping 90 feet, you know, 95 feet, and I was just getting ready to go to this well known, world renowned ski school to learn how to jump farther and better like the following week and i was at a tournament the wind was blowing really hard i got all sideways in the air and then when i came down i landed like probably 85 foot jump and i landed on one ski instead of both skis at the same time well well, it's water basically spun yeah water is very water is very soft it's you can't get hurt on water oh it's it's super soft (laughs) all those hydrogen oxygen molecules just kicking it waiting for you to yeah catch you like like a a pillow pillow, yeah 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 yeah. it's really it's really soft if you oh okay that's 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 funny but have you ever seen cornstarch and water you ever seen that non-newtonian fluid example where you can like 
pick up this yellow stuff and you can turn it into a ball if you if you keep it moving. But then as soon as you let it rest in your palm of your hand, it, it turns into fluid and melts out of your hand. Huh. You guys have never seen no. cornstarch and water? No. Oh, dude, you got to Google that. I'm going to Google like, it. That's I'm... like the classic non-Newtonian fluid example. Cornstarch so, and water. Okay. So, so, so water is basically like that. Yeah. It's like if you want to push yourself through it, it's the easy, the slower you go, the easier it is. Right. So if you're landing on it at like 50 miles an hour, it's not, it's not going to move. It's dude. concrete. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty much like concrete, which is what you're getting at tongue in cheek. I know. Yeah. So it was hard. I, I landed, I'd land on one leg. I twisted, I, I twisted my, till my femur snapped into oh, like eight pieces. Oh gosh. And, Femur's uh, the big long thigh bone, right? Correct. Like super, super strong and really hard to break. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the same one that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, you're 13. 14. I was 14 at that time, how, yep. How on earth do you muster the courage when you're healed up and not broken again? Yes. Like, so, all right, uh, where's my water skis? I'm going to go out again. Like, well, I don't think that would scar you for life. Well, yeah, you turn into a, to a big baby like I did. I didn't jump again until, like, uh probably 15 years later 12 oh, years later oh man because wow. because I, re- I realized i sucked i realized <laughs> i wasn't that good that's what I, I did in my life about 10 years ago i was just like god i just suck yeah just with stop. life in yeah. general i'm just gonna stop like, doing this yeah i'm just gonna stop this thing we call life <laughs> well no that's funny though because because it's it's kind of was like a the universe saying hey you're you're good at water skiing on one ski going around buoys but you're not necessarily the best at going for distance so that that was i just took that that message and yeah and just maybe i should it. stop mountain biking then rick i just crashed into a cactus a couple weeks ago maybe that's the universe saying hey idiot uh go do something else <laughs> no no no. that's just the universe saying hey idiot just get better yeah. smarter. <laughs> to avoid cactus duh exactly yeah yeah mountain biking's rad dude that's one of the things i do i think it's one of the best sports there is uh aside oh, from water skiing which i gotta say I got to plug that. But. I, I get, take a lot of heat for talking about mountain biking a lot. And Greg, I'm taking I'm taking great pleasure in putting mountain biking in the show notes. Thank you very much. <laughs> let's, second let's, time today we've talked about the second time in the show we've talked about mountain biking. <laughs> let's put it this way: if mount, if mountain if it was the World Championships downhill mountain biking versus the uh, I don't know World Cup Stanley Cup hockey, and I had to choose one. I would watch the mountain biking championship. You have no idea what that what the stats. I know. Statement. I just it's just a shot to the heart, well, Rick. I'm sorry, Rick. Oh, okay. So you did know that. Here, okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for knowing that. That's amazing. Both of you. Yeah. Okay. So talk about your hand. That that was the next one, right? Um. Let me think. Yeah. The next one was my hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, my hand. So like. I have seen this, Rick. I have seen his hand. In my, yeah, with my it, own it was it was hamburger meat. It was like oh. it wasn't it wasn't like eighty five fifteen hamburger meat, like eighty five percent protein. It was like fifty fifty. It was oh. like fifty percent fat looking, fifty percent normal skin, normal tissue. But yeah, I ripped my hand off. Basically, I got it caught in the rope. This was like the week before I was supposed to graduate high school, and I went to a tournament down in Barstow. I don't know if anybody knows where Barstow, California, is, but it's basically smack dab in between vegas and la okay so nowhere middle of nowhere right and it was a sunday afternoon so everybody's coming home from vegas and i hear i ripped my hand off got it caught in the rope so like when you fell is like like what happened like so i was i was late it was the last turn there's six buoys i was trying to stretch to get around the buoy and i turned i stretched so much that i i basically got high-sided and so when i fell the ski kind of flipped me the other way. I was upside down in the air for, you know, probably a second. 
And at the same time, the rope happened to go around my ski like a pulley <gasps> and, and around my hand. So it was this weird three, like Bermuda Triangle bullshit that happened that <laughs> basically all, all three things had to happen for, for anything bad to happen, and they all happened. And so as soon as I hit the water and stopped, you know, like concrete, the boat kept pulling the rope, and, and it basically uh, ripped my hand into my ski, smashed it on the edge of the ski, and basically just annihilated my index, my middle, and my ring fingers on my right hand, which I'm, I'm a right-handed guy. So that, that, that's always sucked. For, so do you do you have like a robot hand now? I don't have like a T two type of a situation. I was just gonna situation. say like a T two uh, hand. I, I wish I did T like either either Terminator or Luke Skywalker. I'll take mm. either hand because <laughs> they're they're way better than what I got. But I can't complain. You know, I I, I use a special glove when I ski. It's called a clincher. It's kind of <laughs> like um like a hook grip, like a gymnastics type of a situation. It transfers the load, so I can actually hang on still. Yeah. Um. But well, yeah, that was that was crazy. Well, that was a that was a fun time. My source, um, my my inside source, references your hand as uh, it's like the the from the movie Liar Liar Liar. You're scared of the claw. The scared claw. of the claw. It's yeah. a, that, that, that's not even okay. All right, so let's backtrack. <laughs> so I did my hand. I ripped my hand off. I had to get life lighted because we're in the middle of the desert and <sighs> there was no way to get to anywhere before I lose. My hand. Okay, so you, well, you so it, you, you obviously something happens to your hand. Do you like bring it up out of the water? Like, well, well, like oh yeah, just, oh yeah. Like, I, I brought it up out of the water. Uh, and my glove was still on. It was ripped partially, but you know we have significantly like you know heavy material gloves. I look at my glove and I'm like, it looks like a sack of marbles. Like everything was just all in one spot. It was like not the right shape. Oh, and so I was like, I was yelling like some you know some F words and this and that. And my, my parents are right there on shore. My dad was filming. Your mom's and, like, I beg your pardon, son. No, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I go to, I go to pull my glove off. And when I rip my glove off my, mm. those three fingers, you know, I'm looking at the palm of my hand, palm up, palm towards the sky. And mm -hmm. my three fingers just like, I shouldn't have dropped. Asked. They dropped straight to the water. Like just like, I thought they fell off. Oh. And then like and a I, fish came up and grabbed them. <laughs> Pretty much, some big old grass-eating carp came out, jumped out of the water, out of the koi pond. You have to, but you have to physically punch this fish seriously. enough times to get your fingers back out of its mouth. Oh. Dude, that's a thing. People punch in Lake Powell. There's fish, there's big old uh, carp and cod or whatever come up by the dock, and people like try to punch them. You, you actually get arrested for that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, let's, let's try to punch the fish. That's a real thing. Peta, Peta, Rick is gonna once yeah, again be Peta. calling us for laughing at animal uh, injuries. Yeah. Ha oh. Hashtag, hashtag, no Peta points for you. Yeah. What are you in for? Murder. What are you in for? I punched a fish in the face. <laughs> oh, my oh, that's okay. great. Yeah. So no, 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 no fish. No, none of that. I just, yeah, it was, it was bleeding everywhere. It was a done deal. I knew something was up. So. Oh. I basically laid on the shore for 45 minutes until there's two doctors, two ski buddies were actually doctors and there they implored uh, Loma Linda. They're like, you got to send a helicopter. This kid's going to lose his hand if you don't. And so Loma Linda sent a helicopter. I got life flighted to Loma Linda and uh, actually uh, the dude saved my fingers. He was uh, he was a phenomenal plastic surgeon. He replanted my index finger. So it was basically all the way off, just hung on by skin. And oh. he took nerves out of my elbow, took veins out of my, my wrist area, took skin off my hip, 
to graft across the uh, open patch. I basically lost about a centimeter on my index finger. Gosh. You had to kind of put it back together and make it shorter. So that was fine. Actually, everything was good. And then I was playing basketball about eight months later, which I'm not a basketball oh. player. I'm a wrestler in high school. And I freaking jammed my, that same finger, right? Oh. And, and it broke the tendon that he had repaired Dang. on the back side of it. And so now, unless I physically push it straight, it won't go tip, straight. The tip of my index finger won't stay straight. Yeah. I so just, that's where the claw, that's where the claw, the, the folklore comes from. Right. Well, I can just imagine like that night that you're having surgery, like you wake up and like there's like a hot dog wiener like attached. It's oh, that, and, then, and then like there's a, there's a doctor in the doctor's lounge eating a hot dog and he's in for quite a surprise. <laughs> that's, you know, I, I, can't, I can't tell you, maybe I can tell you this, this dream I had. Oh, you can tell us. Yeah. This, is to, this is totally unrelated. This is so off topic. I don't even know why I'm oh, telling I'm you so this. so excited that you're telling us but this. But what's the guy's name? Is it Larry David? You know the oh, comedian? Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so he was in my dream. Oh. But, but his, name, his name wasn't Larry David. It was John Davis. Huh. And so, so for some reason, John Davis is in my dream. And he's, <laughs> he, we're hanging out in the garage, and he goes in the house to get something. He comes out of the garage, and he, like, slips on his steps down to his garage and, like, slides out, gets up. And he's got no heel, and he broke he's broke his heel off like it's a like it's a Lego, and you can just break it off. Yeah. So anyway, couldn't they had to rush him to the hospital, and I'm sitting there looking around for his heel. I'm like, where the hell is John <laughs> Davis's heel? And I see these two like bigger girls over kind of in the left corner of the garage. All of a sudden, there's people in the garage. I don't know why it's like a party. I see these girls just finishing a bite of something, and they look at me, and I was like. Did you girls see that heel? And they're like, "Yeah, that was like the most delicious thing I've ever had uh, in my life." What a, that was a heel. Like, and then how weird that I just said that. Like, what a what an odd body part to dream about. That was my dream. Heel. Somebody ate Larry David's heel at a party in his garage. I had a dream the other day, uh, Marcus, that uh, Mark fell off his mountain bike. Uh, crotch first into a cactus and hey it came true my dream came true shut up oh wow <laughs> well okay so let's let's transition now let's talk about uh you know some other things uh what you're what you're doing now and let's see i had um what would you what would you think uh would you say like is your greatest achievement up to this point um you know i was just talking to somebody else uh about this the other day that because i don't really know there's it's hard to just it's like what's your favorite movie you know it's hard to it's right. hard to answer that but space balls we've already established I, I, that yeah we have established that exactly <laughs> um but we uh yeah ludicrous speed we Go. um it, it's it's hard it's hard to decide but i did win so my first pro win ever was uh in melbourne australia it's probably our biggest uh attended tournament there's probably like fifty thousand people watching and it's because it's right in the down and on the Yarra River, right in downtown Melbourne. Beautiful skyline in the backdrop. The river is a really hard place to ski. It's rolly, it's bumpy. Uh, there's current, and it was my first time there, 2005, and nobody had ever come there their first time and won because it's such a challenging body of water because it's not calm and it's not flat. And so by the end of the weekend, I, I was able to win, and I won on my birthday on Pi Day. Oh. And I won in front of like forty, fifty thousand people. Man, was that the Mo was that the Moomba thing? Moomba Masters. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. So there's a Moomba festival that they have it in conjunction with. So there's about two hundred to three hundred thousand people milling around downtown Melbourne, this beautiful riverfront park area, and uh, and we get to have a tournament during that time. And I'd always wanted to go, and my best friend Terry Winter and I went down there for the for the first time, and we you know I ended up 
skiing really well, well enough to win. But that wasn't the moment. It was about 30 minutes after that moment. And I wouldn't say it's my greatest achievement or my greatest moment, but it's, it's, it was the most enlightening moment because I'm sitting there after all the congratulatory hugs and high fives and I kind of look around. I'm like, is, is this all there is? You know, is, is this all there is to winning? Because I didn't feel different yeah. inside. And so I think that moment, about 30 minutes after I actually won, was one of the most important moments in my career because it, it was the spark for looking beyond just myself, yeah. trying, trying to do something more than just be the best athlete I can be in the world. Because it's not, I realize it's not, it's not the result. You know, even like in the CrossFit world, I use that because it's so, it's low hanging fruit. It's easy to talk about. Yeah. In the CrossFit world, all the best athletes are posting all the time about all the they're doing and that's awesome that's their that's their prerogative they can do whatever they want but the problem is that's what everybody sees so that's what what everybody wants to do wants to do and that's yeah. what it turns into instead of realizing that it's about the process and it's about how the process changes you that's the most important thing in life it doesn't matter if you're a skier if you're a crossfitter if you're a business person and, and that was really the impetus for flow point i think that's when the, the flow point tv and the flow point idea for me was sparked was when I realized in that moment that being the best in the world on any given day is great, but it can't be everything. Cause if it is everything, that's a very, that's a very empty everything. So keep, that's keep really interesting that you say that because very quickly, I've read lots of like athletes talking about like, uh, you know, they, they're, they're retros, they're looking back on their career retrospectively and they talk about the moment that they won, you know, their, their championship and they just, they expected it to be more. And they're like, I'm yeah, more- 20 years to win the Stanley Cup or the, you know, the Larry O'Brien trophy or whatever. And they're like, I got it now. And, uh, you take a moment to celebrate. And then what do you do the next week? Well, back uh, at it, you're back at it, trying to do the same thing over and over again. And so if you, you know, I'm one of those people, Mark and I talk a lot about this. Like, uh, if you're one of those people that says like, well, I'll be happy when I get this job or when I get this promotion or when I get this car, when I get this or when I get that, you find you're never happy. You're never content. And it seems yep. like you've had like a pretty, pretty real like moment with that. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess a lot of athletes have that moment and it's just kind of what you do a lot of it, that moment's available in any walk of life, you know, that, that kind of realization, but you're right. It's like, if you, if you delay your happiness, if you steal the happiness from the moment, because you feel like you're going to be happier in the future and you, you just, you got to keep working towards that thing or that achievement or whatever it is, that's going to make you happy. You're definitely stealing the moment of of what it can be for you, and I think that's that's that lesson. This is exactly what you're talking about. It's like, no man, it's not it's not the end result. It's it's the journey. It's how you get there. It's the path you take, which you know that's another thing for me is is uh, is it's it's not the me it's it's the means. It's not the end. It's it's the means to the end. How how did you get to where you got? Yeah, and and, and why and what drove you and why why did you why did you do what you did? So talk talk more about uh, uh, Flowpoint TV. What is the mission? What are you trying to do, uh, do with that? Yeah, so Flowpoint TV, uh, the, the name Flowpoint is just my kind of coined term, not necessarily original, but for that flow state. So like you see somebody, you see, uh, you know, I can't even think right now. You see Peyton Manning, you know, in the moment, you know, finding his flow. He's 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 throwing passes and and they can't be dropped. Although he didn't do that last year, so I don't know why I'm using him as an example. But he still won, so his, yeah, the rest of his team won it for yeah. him. But point is, like when the, when you see an athlete or an individual in that moment, and and 
they're not even really there. They're just on autopilot. They're so they're so engrossed and they're so present aware. They're presently aware that uh, that they're bound by that moment, and that that is that flow state, and that's basically what the flow point is. It's it's living life for that moment because in that moment, that's when you realize what you're capable of, or or when you show yourself that you're capable of more than you thought you were capable of. Yeah. And, and I think that's an important thing because, um, you know, I, I just said it was about the process, but then now I'm saying it's about that, those, those fleeting moments that we all experience every once in a while in our life. And I think it's both. It's a combination of both. It's yeah. a combo. Because if you don't have that process, you're never going to get that flow moment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's where it came from. And, and the reason, um, the reason that I really had to drive, uh, it's been about 15 years of a, of a yearning to like do something with filmmaking and I bought equipment throughout the years, but I never really had a chance to start or never really had a good reason to start uh, until about three or four years ago. And, uh, and finally I was like, screw it. Nobody else is showing water sports and water skiing how it needs to be shown. Nobody's telling stories. Nobody's you know, basically taking the ball and running with it and exposing the world to our sport because it's not on TV anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so that was just kind of like the straw. I was like, screw it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to probably fail, but I'm going to give it a go. And, uh, I got my ski company, which I do R and D for, and I've been sponsored by for nine years. HO skis are the biggest ski company in the world. Um, I got them to, to float it and to sponsor it. And they've sponsored it for three years now. So and, is, it, uh, is there a website? Where can people check out some of the stuff you've, you've done on that? Uh, uh, just flowpointtv.com, F-L-O-W-P-O-I-N-T-TV.com. Cool. Well, and I, I'm getting ready to launch a new website, but... Well, let us know. Uh, yeah, let us know when you do. Well, we may yeah. need to, before you do, like maybe in the fall or something, we need to have you back on because we're, we're just... I'm going to have... I have one more question for you, but we yep. didn't get to... I wanted to talk to you about the, the, the technique that you invented... And we didn't get to talk about uh, the fights that you and my uh, spy get into over your your hair. Um, so oh, yeah. I think I know who your spy is. Yeah. You just outed your spy. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Dang it! Dang Way it. to go, Mom. <laughs> You're just like that guy from a few years ago outed Valerie Plame in the New York. Yeah. Dang yeah. Exactly. It. Idiot. Okay. Uh, okay. So here's question. the here's the final question. And. And, uh, I, I feel think like that, I'm on uh, what was that million dollar show? Yeah, this is the what was for, it? for 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 not for for zero dollars. Just zero dollars. your final yeah. question. Yeah, uh, what is something you enjoy about life, or what is uh, one thing you do to make life more enjoyable? Uh, I don't know. Do you want the altruistic answer? Or do you want the real answer? The real answer. Well, I think am I, I'm working towards it. I don't know. I mean, honestly, like seeing other people succeed seeing that smile on somebody's face seeing a kid walk for the first time like stupid crap like being at this being uh the reason that people have one of those moments you know i think that that's like that's like more valuable than anything else or or, you know or at least knowing that that you have the ability to to inspire and 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 help somebody else be a better version of themselves man rick that's probably one of the best answers we've ever gotten I don't know about yes. that. Yeah, I this agree. No, 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 it's very good. Yeah, so cool. Well, hey, we are we are out of time. This has been awesome. Uh, I will text you and email you and all this stuff when the show goes up. But we really, really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You guys, Rick, Mark, thank you for the opportunity. It's uh, it's awesome. It's been fun. I I'm gonna start listening to you guys more now. I've listened to a couple. <laughs> 
Uh-oh. The K-Star, Jenny, I've listened to a few of them, but yeah, I, I think you guys got me hooked. Don't go back so. to episode one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, Marcus, so. you need to, like, we will get together sometime and you can teach me how to water ski because I'm 36. I don't know how to do it. Do it. We'll, we'll get you guys out here. We'll do a little gym. <gasps> we'll do a little fitness here oh in the gosh. gym. Jenny will run you through some programming. <laughs> and then once you're good and tired, I'll duct tape your hands to the handle and I'll drag you around behind the boat for a half hour. Perfect. Shatter my femur into eight places. <laughs> exactly. Turn my hand into a bag of marbles. <laughs> yep. It's going to happen. It's going to be glorious, too. Awesome, man. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Marcus. Um, we will have links. Of, I'm sure we talked about it at the end of the interview. Such a cool guy. And again, Marcus and Jenny, right? Mark and Jen, right? We're we're like we're soul couples. Um, I just just I just caught that. Except well except he they, he is like way cooler than me in that in, in that uh, uh, comparison. It's kind of you embarrassing. Don't, you don't say. It's <laughs> how much cooler. I li- just side note. I, I listened. You know, I put together the Anna Vicino show today, and I listened to like most of the show. Like I must say, Rick, you had me laughing quite quite often. At what? You are quite the 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 comedy man. The comedy man. Well, it's a cutting stunt. I don't know. <laughs> See, oh man, there's just like you just throw in throw in things that just make me laugh. Um, okay, <laughs> you know what? I was thinking this today while I was uh, mowing the lawn. We need to figure out a way to do a live show. I know this is more for crosstalk, but before I forget, yes. I don't want to write it down. We need to figure out a way to like periscope, maybe like a live show or something at some point. So put that on your uh, legal pad that you carry with you everywhere. Great, that's a great idea actually. Um, but I I would right. my bleep Anyways. my bleeping tool would be taken out of my hand. It would be the only scary thing. If we did it on Periscope, yeah. Sorry, pal. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Okay, well. It is now time. Police expl- I taught a class for police explorers a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like a bunch of like 17, 18 year old kids that, you know, want to be police mm. officers or whatever okay. down the line. And it was really difficult to uh, keep it, keep it together. Uh, all of the words in my vocabulary that yeah. I find so descriptive. Yeah. It is now time for Humans Being Human. And I think what's going to happen is with Chad, the last Humans Being Human guest, uh, a member of the Tournament of Champions, which we talked about, we've had Blake on, <laughs> we've had Toby on. I'm starting to get some backlash from the other members of of TOC because they all want to be on the show too. So we're just mining all right, of your friends. Yeah, for yeah. Guests. So this one is, uh, and I'm sure we're going to talk about our Zeb's and my relationship, not Zeb and I's relationship. That's not a that's not a word. People, eyes is not a word. <clears throat> Sorry. Stop. Sorry, I'm cranky. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> so here is Zeb, not a fake name, Zeb, ladies and gentlemen, humans being human. You can't add him. Shut up. I'm the leader of this call. Okay. Are you driving? I'm I got my headphones on. But are you driving? Are you like running? Are you are no, you are you lifting? No, I, I went I went to my truck because uh, I did not want to laugh hysterically Hello. in the middle of work. Zeb, Rick, Rick, yeah, Zeb. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Hello. Can you hear me, Rick? Uh oh. I'm hanging up. Dang it. Back. Dang it. What's happening? Was that you? No, that was Rick. Was that you making. No, Rick made a farting noise. Uh, that's, that's what Rick! I Rick! Okay. 
Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Is it Rick Zeb? Zeb Rick. Rick. It's nice to meet you, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I've heard a lot about you. <laughs> are, we, are we recording? Oh, dear. We are recording. Uh, Zeb is okay, short. That, that's, not, that's, not a real, that's, that's not a real name, is it? I mean, that's a fake name, right? <laughs> Zeb? It is, it's my stage name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Madonna. He doesn't have like a last name. It's just Zeb. Yeah, that's it. All capital yeah, letters. Okay. No, it's lower. So, so this is a letters. real name. Is that like short for something, or is that a family name? What's uh? Give me some origin here. It, yeah, it's uh, uh, Zebulon is the full name, and I am from the planet uh, Zorton. <laughs> <laughs> See, actually, that was going to be. Believe it or not, I was going to ask if you are an alien. Uh, that was your name. So. Wow, I have do- I have documentation. I am not an illegal alien. Oh, okay. Uh, immigration Ooh, talk huh. with Zeb and Rick. Um, build, build that wall, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Zeb, uh, Rick. So here's a little background. Simply human. Simply human's own Blake, who's been uh, thrown under the bus on the show many times, has been a guest on the show many <laughs> times. So Blake and Zeb grew up together in a little town called Brady, which is the uh, heart of Texas. I prefer to think of it as the fart of Texas. <laughs> the fart. Well, the fart of Texas. Oh, Mark. I just came up with that. Um. So, but here's the, but here's the funny thing, Rick. So so Blake meets a, a girl and they fall in love and they get married and her name is Stephanie and Stephanie has a sister and because of the of of. Because Blake is friends with Zeb, and Zeb is always around this Stephanie girl and her sister, Zeb and Stephanie's sister fell in love, and they got married. So not only are Blake and Zeb best friends, they are also brothers-in-law. That must make kind of weird. That makes for fun, like uh, Christmases, Thanksgiving, stuff like that, because you you don't hate your in-law, at least one of them, because he's your best friend. Right. And, right, and I, uh, I like Stephanie very much. You bet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean I hate Blake. Is what I'm saying. Oh, right. Oh, I see. So, no, like, I... they could they could wife swap, and their kids wouldn't be all that different, <laughs> right? Because the, I think you're on to something, Mark. They're sisters, right? Okay. <laughs> let me do let me do like one of those uh, or whatever where you do the like the the gene mapping from. Ninth grade biology, nothing. Yeah. I got nothing there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All those ninth grade biology students, they they get me now. Right. Yes. We our have fa- uh, our family's tight. Yes, physically and literally. So, <laughs> so Zeb is a Zeb is oh. a Zeb is a pranksman. He is a he is a jokesman. Um, he likes to do silly jokes like I like I do. So Zeb and I uh, get along. And at the tournament of champions last year, Rick, we do a random drawing. Zeb and I were actually teammates. And we made. Sorry, our, Zeb. Our, yeah. Well, we yeah. we we came very close to to winning the whole thing. We were about one centimeter of washer away from winning the whole thing, and our name was Mark. One centimeter away. Isn't that the story of his life? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I don't understand what you mean. Um. So. Well, Mark, uh, when a man loves a woman. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Okay, so I don't think we've told the story, and I, I, if we have, and you've heard this one, s- just skip on ahead. But I wanted Zeb to tell the the story about the time that Blake, Zeb, and their friend Jim, who is also a former teammate of mine at Tournament of Champions, tried to impress a girl, hmm. and it, it involves a campfire. Are you sure, Rick? We haven't you you don't know it the was, story. 
There's more than and one. And I really don't. There's, there's more than one girl. Oh, well, I thought there was one. Yeah. That's Okay, so tell the no. story. Well, uh, so when you grow up in Brady, uh, you tend to not have anything to do. Except you, like, you have lots of pet goats. Okay, continue. We, well, we, we, we uh, you know, drove the drag, and uh, you go to Sonic, because that's, that's where people go. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, you're looking for things to do, and you're always making up stuff. Uh, but uh, this time we decided to go, uh, and I'm pretty sure that it was New Year's Eve. So we were going to go someplace special. Uh, we were going to go to London Hall, which is oh, like if London. you look on your map cool. right there, Matt, uh, Mark, uh, look on your map. Okay, I'm with you will find it near London, Texas. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. I thought you. You know what? London. I didn't even have any idea there was a London, Texas. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it, there's about two people and and three pigs. So, oh, uh, I like the human to pig ratio, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, like my uh, gods. We... <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh pigs! Oh, okay. Here we go. I laugh at L- my jokes too. Yeah. I love it. London, uh, uh, London, <laughs> London Hall. Uh, great turnout that night. Uh, several people there, as you can imagine, and um, uh, a great uh, group of ladies. And uh, we commenced. I don't remember exactly what year this was, but we were in college. Uh, so we come home. The heck was that? For like Christmas break, and uh, so we had some drinks and we oh. danced the night away Ooh. with several people. Dancing and, anyway, was it like, uh, don't tell my heart, yeah. my achy, breaky heart, you just, that song, was that song playing on repeat? Yeah, definitely, definitely that song. <laughs> and we line danced, as all country uh, movies oh, wow. portray. Out, out, at, the, out yeah. at the bonfire, you're all line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so before we got on our horses to ride into yep, uh, yep. the sunset, uh, we, we were trying <laughs> We were about to leave, uh, and funny side note: um, one of our one of the ladies that we uh, ran into, she was actually trying to hook us up with her daughter, uh, which was weird. So oh. we never had that kind of support before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually, we're the we're the ones that have to actively, you know, do that. Like and convince then, the know, parents, like to let me go on a date with your daughter, and instead, this was like, no, please take her out on a date. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, please take her. Uh, we'll pay for the marriage, I think, is what she said. Um, at the courthouse, I'm sure, of course. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so we <laughs> so we, uh, we uh, are leaving. We're getting trying to get some numbers. And these girls, we say, hey, uh, you know, let's follow us. Uh, we go to a nearby river bed, which is dry, actually. Not, there's no water in it. Uh, yeah, that's what so, is, this, uh, is this a real story? <laughs> this is totally, totally a real story. This is the plot line of this, Footloose. <laughs> so we are going to I'm, a dry riverbed. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, uh, I mean, I, I don't know where you grew up, man, but I'm telling you, like, In we had city. to make up fun. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had to make up our own fun. Yeah. So this is what you do. Uh and so we go to the nearest dry riverbed, which they're everywhere, you know, and uh, <laughs> we're having fun, still uh, having a few more drinks. Uh, 
one of our other buddies was with us. Um, Jim? Not Jim. It was not Jim. Well, not Jim. It was Craig, actually. I don't know Craig. So. Guy named Craig. Yeah, I don't, man, care. No, I don't care about Craig. Anyways, so we were like, hey, let's start a bonfire. Let's have a big old fire and uh, have fun. We put wood together uh, that we found. Yeah, you did. And, <laughs> and we... Yeah. <laughs> With the girls were still Make it up your own fun, huh? <laughs> yeah. where, where were the girls at this point? <laughs> they, they had all gone home. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we got the fire going, and uh, it's a nice big fire. Uh, I couldn't even tell you the, really the size of it uh, because uh, all we, all, all, you know, I was a little inebriated at that point. Okay. But uh, actually, we, uh, for whatever reason, Blake... And this is typical of Blake, just so you know, every time you talk to Blake, uh, anything you're doing, it does not matter what you're doing. If you're sitting there, you know, just looking around, Blake would make up some sort of game. Right. Like, hey, I can uh, count more people than you can, you know, in the next 30 seconds, yeah. you know, or whatever. Or like, yeah, you're like sitting uh, at dinner, and you're like, you're sitting there like, I'm going to eat this this meal faster than you and it's immediate it's immediate competition like yeah that's it's immediate it's on yeah as soon as he says that it, it's on yeah and he's already thought it, you know by this time he's already thought of his angle so he's really just you know waiting on you to kind of figure your deal out because he's he's already got it yeah. you know uh same thing you know in the middle of nowhere you know skipping rocks or whatever it's it's amazing so blake's like we have this big fire in front of us blake says hey i'm gonna jump over that fire in this dry riverbed, which in the in the country, Rick, dry riverbed a lot of times has uh, loose rock, gravel, whatever at the bottom of it, uh, or at least in that part of the country. And uh, so your footing is not awesome. And okay. it's kind of like running in sand, only with pebbles. Yeah. So uh, this uh, like decides to jump over this bonfire and i would guess that it would be about as wide as a vehicle you know i don't okay. know how tall it is but something we could jump over so it wasn't and, like a couple of logs laying there i mean it was a, a fairly sizable pile of fire it, yeah like we you know could have easily started some sort of fire yeah. in a pasture yeah. or something right. um, <laughs> which is another story blake can tell you about later. okay okay um yeah. Yeah, I'm giving lots of ammo here. Yeah. Um, so Blake does this, and and he he rears back, uh, you know, a good you know, twenty yard sprint to the fire, uh, full blown. You know, at this time Blake is still real skinny. Uh, Fairly athletic. You know, yeah, yeah. Six six four two two fifteen at this time. I'm, I would guess two twenty. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, easy. You know, two twenty five, two thirty. Yeah. Launches himself into the air. Uh, for the long jump, you know, for the state champion, you know, for the state record, and commences when he lands. <laughs> when he lands, this this gravel goes out from underneath his feet, and he falls back into the fire, and uh, <laughs> and uh, immediately curses jumps right back. Yeah, <laughs> immediately jumps right back up. Uh, and uh, is complaining about getting burned, and we're all laughing because that's that's what's that's funny. And uh, you, know, you first make up, sure I he's not he, like very badly burned to, until right. you make fun of him. Yeah, sort of. Well, then, I mean, then, like a 
<laughs> is that like can I can but, I guess how the rest of the story goes? So the here's how the rest of the story goes. So Zeb and Jim see what happened to Blake and they think, "Oh, that's pretty dangerous. I better I better man, we shouldn't we should probably not do that." Is that what happened? Yeah, and then we just went home. Yeah, right. Cool. <laughs> oh, so good good story. Good story. Good story. <laughs> oh, thanks for joining us, yeah. Zeb, for uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For some tire humans jumping, making good, humans making good choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically, after that, uh, he got burned. We're all laughing, and <laughs> that probably fueled his fire a little bit. That we should do the same thing, yeah, uh, or that we couldn't have done it. Yeah, and I don't know that he really said anything that that motivated me to go. Uh, but I decided to go and I said, Hey, I'm going to take these women home. I'm going to impress them. And, uh, and they all want to go home with me. So I line up behind the fire, uh, you know, like Blake did. And I go really fast because I'm a fast runner. Yeah. You were, he was an all state linebacker. Continue. Yeah. And I, I, jump over this fire, which seemed to have grown <laughs> by the time that, that I had jumped over it. Of course. But, but then again, uh, so I land and immediately uh, pretty much do the same thing uh, that Blake did. The rocks go out from under me. <laughs> I fall into the fire. I imagine and, your uh, feet like hitting the exact same like foot like like slides as Blake hit. You know, like there's a little rut where Blake's feet went and like your feet went exactly in those in that spot, and you fell like in the same exact spot. You know, a handful, a handful of men and women sitting uh, at a driver bed around a campfire, and the men trying to impress the women by jumping over the fire. Like, sounds like some <laughs> caveman stuff. Like, I'm kind of surprised that the human race has existed as long as it has, that it didn't end millions years ago over the exact same incident of like a uh, caveman Blake and caveman Zeb both falling into fire and burning up and like, Oh, well that's the end of human humanity. There's no men left. <laughs> well, if not for my cat, like reflexes, uh, that would have happened. Right. And so, but it wasn't I, over there yet. Was it Zeb? <laughs> no. Uh, so, I mean, it burned the hell out of me, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, blistered up, <laughs> Uh, on my back, you know, probably a good, like, baseball-sized blister, and then, you know, on my, like, belt line. Yeah. Uh, you know, so luckily for me, I had had a few drinks. It wasn't all that, you know, bad right. until, like, the next day. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, that, that was pretty much it for me that night. I was but then I didn't even want But then didn't, to, did, did Jim not attempt? Jim did not attempt. Jim was not there, I don't think. Uh, well, was there, we call that survival so, of the... Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so one guy was like, oh, no wait, hang on, I'm not going to do the exact same thing those guys did. So was, I am, <laughs> I'm who Darwin was talking about. So, so was that, was it just you and Blake? I thought there was one more person that, that did it, and then the same thing happened. Well, it was. It was Craig. And <laughs> Craig... <laughs> Greg was uh, the probably the fastest out of all of us at that time, and uh, only he was a little bit shorter. So, uh, but uh, you know, he's about my height. Uh, but he did the same exact thing. <laughs> he reared back and he jumped over it hard as he could. You, you're just trying to reach as far as you can, 
and uh, fell back into the fire as well. So it was a three for three uh, fire versus people. <laughs> I can imagine like all the girls there that y'all trying to impress are just like sitting in like lawn chairs watching this, like rolling their eyes, like let's get out of here, these idiots. Like and all the guys like yeah. forget the girls are even there, and they're just like <laughs> and, and, and we sit around wondering how. We can't come up with technology of like a car that runs on water or we can't cure cancer. But then we have like three guys jumping over a fire, all of them failing miserably. Yeah. I just, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, I will. So, I so will, did, did, uh, did all three of them want to make love to you? After that? Is that, did it work? Please put a cap completely, on Completely. Completely. And, uh, and that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. No, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a dream world. So, so this is. I don't even remember how they left. So yeah. uh, they probably just, like you said, they probably just like turned around. And while y'all, off. while y'all were arguing about, you know, like what actually happened, yeah, they're like just, yeah. they're just dusting the coals off of each other, and then they look around and they're like, "Where'd the girls go? Yeah, right. Oh, let's try to jump over that fire again." <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been impressing girls with fire with Zeb. Uh, uh, now we can say, Zeb, that you are Simply Human's own, along with Chad, Toby, and Blake. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Zeb. Thank you, Zeb. Uh, if, if we are ever paired up together again at TOC, we will be victorious. It was his fault that we lost. Hmm. So... Well then, yeah. do you have a, like a fire jumping event and you fell in the fire? Again? <laughs> uh, he's already texted like in that thread like that he was on the show and everyone's already talking about it. So, um, all right, it is now time for the Simeon Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And I have been uh, having some trouble lately. Add that to the bragging montage. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've been having trouble lately. <laughs> so there, I have like, there's a lot of things going on. We don't have to, we're not going to get into like the details, but there's a lot of like uh, big life changes happening in my life right now. And then I've got this big thing coming up at church, which I'm a part of, and it's like a huge time commitment. And there's all this kind of worry and stress. And and so for like the last week, I go back and forth between like, like. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep. Like I just like I'll wake up at two thirty, go to the bathroom, and then I don't ever go back to sleep. I just I'm up and I and mm. I just and and so I've so here are some of the things and and like it's really frustrating because I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable about like that kind of thing. Like oh, if you're stressed, like so I have meditated. I have lit a candle and read a book. I have uh, done like some stretching. I've, I've I have a Buddha board, which is the like a, a a paint brush and board that you like paint on with water, and then it like immediately like uh, like dries, and then you, you like a clean slate, and you can like draw again. That's like apparently like got some yeah. meditative benefits. I've done that. I've done like a, like I've done everything I know how to do. And I'll go, I'll have a night like that. And then the next night I get a full night's sleep only because I'm just like so exhausted from the previous night. So I'm just like, and I can feel it like catching up with me. I took a nap this afternoon. So what, but one thing that I'd gotten away from is like, just like the daily meditation, you know? Cause I think like you're trying to, trying to meditate like while you're in that state, when your mind is in that state in the middle of the night is like. Oh, what's that like? It's like a you know, like like right after you eat like a huge pizza, being like, "All right, now I'm starting my diet." You know, it's like it's like yeah, it's like yeah. too late or something. So, and I've noticed that too. Like if I try to like if I like wake 
or something like I'm very, very stressed out and I try to meditate. Like I just, it, at some time, sometimes it just doesn't work. Right. Like sometimes I just can't shut my mind off. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I think I'm at this point, I'm maybe doing more harm than good. I'm <laughs> yeah. And further. So I need to, you know, switch gears. Yeah. But I, it's glad to know that you uh, are like the rest of us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things happen and, uh, you know, chaos ensues sometimes. Yeah. And, and it's funny, like one of the, one of the techniques I have is like, to breathe in and and that's one and I breathe out and that's two and I breathe in and that's three. So you're like, you're focusing on counting your breaths, you know? And a lot, like, like mm-hmm. what I've done in the past is I say, okay, I'm going to count to a hundred. I'm going to do that to a hundred or I'm going to count down from a hundred. And I, and I never get, you know, if I'm counting down from a hundred, I never get to the seventies, right? I, I mean, before I fall asleep, like it's always a quick yeah. deal. So like a couple nights ago I did that. I counted down from a hundred to zero three times Gosh. And was like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm getting up. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. So, so here is here an article on Huffington Post, HuffPost.com. Three, three reasons, reasons, three reasons why you should start meditating. And uh, this article, it, and I'll link to it in the show notes. It says, uh, you know, number one is reduces anxiety and depression. So, like, there's one thing right there reduces anxiety. Um, number two is decreases binge and emotional overeating. We talked about if you're exhausted, that can mess up your the hormones that tell you you're full or you're hungry. And then the third one is increase positive emotions, which obviously that's those are better than negative emotions. So it's kind of an interesting take on it. And then there's a putting it into practice section. Uh, you can't fail at meditation. It says it's a new skill that takes some practice. It is much about the journey as it is the result. So ten minutes a day, I you know do a minute a day. A minute is better than nothing. Uh, and it's not about again, it's not about shutting your mind off. It is about being in the present moment. And if your mind starts to wander, if you start thinking about you know, I got to mow the grass t- uh, tomorrow, Dad. Gum. That's what we say in Texas, Dad. Gum it. Then you know, you say, "Oh, huh. That's funny." Like my mind is, I'm thinking about mowing the grass now. Okay, now I'm coming back to my to my breath. Like that's where the magic happens. So, um, so try to do that. I, and I've started like because of all this. Like I've started back. Like you know, some at some point in the day, I'll do like five, ten minutes, sometimes even more. And we're going to see if that works. The other thing that I'm going to try to do is completely, like, no caffeine at all. Because a lot of times, uh, caffeine, if you're dependent on caffeine, uh, that can mess up your cortisol, like when cortisol is being released, when it's not. And so if you're if you're one of those, if you're if that's happening to you, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you just you can't go back to sleep, and that's just like a, a chronic thing, and you're and you drink coffee a lot, like try to eliminate it, like and not and not just like decaf because there's still trace amounts of caffeine. But I mean, like, drink tea or something. I know Jason Scythe is doing something along these lines right now, too. Not because of he's having, like, stress issues. Just, I think, somebody challenged him to, to not do caffeine for two weeks. And he's like, okay. So, so you know, that's another thing, okay. that's another thing that you can do if you're a, a, a particularly stressed out person and you're having trouble. Uh, your energy output is, like, out of whack. Like, you're exhausted in the middle of the day and you're up at night. A lot of times that can be a, a, an adrenal cortisol issue. So, there's your tip. Meditate and don't give up and keep trying. Don't just like, well, it's two in the morning. I'm up. I might as well turn on TV and watch a movie, you know, or like, you know, try, do things that, uh, that, that will kind of help your mind rest and, uh, and don't give up. I know it's frustrating. So, there it is. Yeah, there you go. Cool. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to the end of the show now. Huh. <laughs> 
Oh, that's my favorite thing to do is like say something completely stupid and then just wait for your reaction. <laughs> like that awkward <laughs> silence. Um, okay, go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff is at simplyhuman52. Uh, if you have any questions or want to share humans being human, anything like that, email us at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. All the things that we like and the affiliates uh, that, that are the things that we are affiliated with are at the store page on our website. Um, you can find Rick on Grinder at rickgrinder.net. Um, so huh. that yep. is sure can that's <laughs> right where you find it. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this edition of the Simeon Podcast. And remember, uh, what what in what medium are we talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark, the medium Mark was talking about is that she uh, works in a brothel. <laughs> oh. Sex. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, de- <laughs> I derailed this. Oh, yeah. you you guys. All right. So I, now I know where we're at. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.